0: Hello and welcome to Minted Dialogue, episode number 186, direct from South by Southwest. Today is Sunday, the 13th of March, 2016, and this interview is with Jason Applin, a serial entrepreneur and born disruptor. Jason is currently co-founder and EVP at PayX, an FDIC-insured white-label mobile wallet and merchant processing that works in over 80 countries. PayX, a division of the publicly traded iFAN, Is disintermediating the payment sector and has blazed an important trail in Denmark, helping to create one of the world's first cashless societies. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset. That's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. So, out in South by Southwest, I promise some fun and funky podcasts. None the none can be less than the funkiest. Jason Applin. (laughs) Jason is a man with an extraordinary past, which uh, goes along the lines of uh, growing mashable and Edible's Edelman's site, as well as a great restaurant chain in uh, San Diego called. Still Day works, and now he started up a bank and a mobile processing company called PayEx. So, Jason, tell us how it is you got into PayEx. Tell us about this.
1: Okay, so I, I I was brought on by a startup called Net Clearance in San Diego. A gentleman named David Fernandez, uh, who worked in the future labs of Qualcomm and Motorola and whatnot, and delivering devices and testing things that are fantastic, that only six people in a a walled room with no windows, you know, those kinds of folks. Uh, He brought me along to help. Yeah, very good ones, yeah. He brought me along to uh, help grow the company because of my background in software. He's a hardware guy. Um, and so working with somebody that's that intelligent, that capable, uh, we got into building a beacon business. Now, he already had a standing business and had some very interesting clients and, and was in the field of mobile processing of payments, right? So at, at NetClearance Systems, one of the clients that's there is the Bank of Denmark, or Danske Bank, and Danske Bank actually brought a cashless initiative saying we have the intent to remove cash from our country and we want net clearance to provide the beacon technology in order to take cash payments at the point of sale. Uh, David saw this <laughs> in 2012. Yeah, 2000 yeah, yeah, February of 2012 he saw this and filed patents from mobile proximity payment technology. Mm-hmm. And he's just so wonderfully brilliant and has this aspect. And so as we were working with Danske Bank, they were taking cash out of the country. And it wasn't a small initiative. So like McDonald's, Starbucks, Rima 1000, all of the large places that you would exchange cash at, they have our little white boxes there, which is a mobile uh, uh, beacon terminal. And the initiative isn't half-assed. It's actually... Doing about, well, last year, 2015, they did $23 billion of the local chronocurrency. Wow. But what's fascinating about this is not that 5.5 million people can get together and say yes at the same time. It's the fact that the bank saw a disruptive opportunity and they replaced merchant processing. If the individual has the wallet and the merchant has the terminal, then it's a closed loop.
0: All right, so typically disruptors, as we think of them, are coming from the outside. Mm. So what you're describing here is disruption that's spearheaded by an installed base. Is that correct?
1: That's very correct. So I saw what they were doing, and I was interacting with them. There's a gentleman over at Danske Bank, Lars Vokler Hansen. The guy stands like bull from Nycord, He's like six six, bald. Yeah, and he's trying to get me to smoke cigarettes. I'm like, no. Um, but he befriended me and, and explained to me how things worked. And so I took that knowledge and I asked David for permission. I said, David, I need to go and create this mobile wallet. I need to go and create that bank relationship with us so that we as a company have both sides. And he gave me permission. And I went out and I found a group of guys that had a company called IFAN, I-F-A-N, that had this social selling methodology and a few patents uh, pointing towards social selling and whatnot. And I presented to them what we were doing. And I said, would you allow me to build a wallet based on your tech and doing whatnot. They already had a plan that was going down this way and we literally turned the boat mid ocean and built towards the this. Pivot. Yes, the pivot, as as Brian Sully says. Yeah. So we we literally did the pivot and created they gave me permission to join the board and they gave me a part of the relationship with the bank. Um And they're fascinating. They have like a quarter of a billion dollars sitting in Switzerland, underwritten by the German Bank of Commerce. They have deposits in America at the Transportation Alliance Bank, TAB, of Utah, And they have literally created, in the last calendar year, the world's first white-label bank, white-label mobile wallet that can work on any phone system, and white-label MasterCard program that allows any brand immediately with their app. Now, it's a thin client, so you can cut it up and do whatever you want, but it can take any merchant in the world and turn them into a Starbucks loyalty mobile app with proximity marketing that fast.
0: All right. So for those of us who are not so uh, oh, uh, no it's okay it's all good <laughs> yes. no for all of us who are not quite as uh, familiar with the entire system so first of all iFan is a publicly traded company yes. and you're a director is that right? Uh, well yeah or,
1: they, they allowed me to be uh, the co-founder uh, in a company, and then also EVP. So I, I'm kind of the chief mouth. I do sales and marketing. So. I yeah, yeah.
0: All right, but that's at uh, iFan, that yeah. That owns PayX.
1: Yes, okay. correct. Yeah, PayX is a division. So it's the sales and marketing wing of iFan. iFan is... You know, for for all intents and purposes, it is a creator of software and financial systems and solutions, right? So what's really interesting about iFan is they have people inside of their organization that are known as project managers. Now, in banking terms, a master project manager can create programs of how to move money and how to create financial transactions that understand greatly the support of compliance that's necessary to affect that. So we have the ability to literally create our own financial programs globally and have them underwritten and insured by FDIC. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between a software vendor and what we are. Because we create software, but we also create the compliance programs, so we're making our own rules, mm-hmm. and as long as they are permissible, feasible within American law, international law, and FDIC insurance, we can do what we wish.
0: So you have a band of lawyers?
1: Uh, yes, we do.
0: <laughs> so i when, when i when i th- I listen to you uh, and of course Danske Bank is doing it, yeah. but for traditional banks let 's call the you know the big normal banks that we know mm. in England or yep. Scotland or france are, are they Could they already be doing this, and if they haven't been doing it, why haven't they been doing it before?
1: Okay, this is where we pick our fight. So large-scale banks want two things. They want you to use their credit cards, because that's where they make all the big money, and they don't want you to go anywhere and do anything crazy. Right. They try to retain you like crazy. uh, Exactly. And so, you know, the days of giving away toasters and things like that are all done, and the days of free checking are gone. Mm And the ratchet is starting to get, you know, pivoting back up for that second ratchet down because people, if you remember 2008, you know, it was the really big financial institutions that were playing, I mean, literally gambling, playing with us all. Yeah, literally. And and, and as we look back, we say, okay, that was an amazing, tremendously large Mm screw-up. But everybody forgot to remain angry. Right, yeah, you're
0: right.
1: And so, as as we look at the scenario that was presented to us and the failure that was presented to us because of greed, nobody said how are we going to change this. Mm -hmm. They all said who's going to go to jail. Nobody said how are we going to change it. Mm -hmm. And this strikes me as odd because you know the repetition of failed methodologies—that's basically insanity, right? I mean, there's we know who wrote that quote. So as we look at what IFAN is doing. I mean, these aren't amateurs, right? So Christopher Miser, he worked in the Treasury. He's been investment banking. He's been on Wall Street. And he kept his ears clean. He, 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 very, very ethical. And he doesn't play games with valuations. He actually knows what something's worth and says, that's what you're worth. Do you want the money? Because you can come along and join us. You know, Steve uh, Steve Scholl, who is the other co-founder, brilliant brilliant in in math, brilliant in the ability to understand did the one of the largest trades of of distressed uh, paper f- uh, something like four point two billion dollars wrote a check for it mm-hmm. back in the 80s. i mean the guy the guy runs a, a, a massive history of software and finance and, and knowledge um, and then we have mark Hamadi who <laughs> is is and all of these gentlemen work in an in apparent investment company called vivaris nice. but but mark Hamadi, who 's uh, Literally physically almost died twice was in the you know the, the Gulf wars uh, his father in law is is his royal Highness Prince Saeed of dubai I mean we 're working with people that really have a grasp of knowledge and wealth and capacity right so these right. are these are bridge builders
0: right. so here 's what 's interesting is that you're talking about people with a lot of experience yeah. and I look at a lot of big banks yeah. with whom I, I get to interact with mm. they have a lot of experience too yeah. what stopped them
1: from M- m- moving more into this kind of a space. Uh, so the biggest banks are their own enemies, right? The self-inflicted wounds of success, right? They won't move. They can't pivot because the whole entire ship is leaning one way or another.
0: Right, well, but let's say within that, let's, a lot of people are talking about we need to move, we need to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they not see uh, th- that their business is being taken away and... and, and uh. And, w- and what's actually impeding them from getting into it? Or is it just a question of getting people like you white-label products that I can implement?
1: So I, I had a conversation when I began this journey with a gentleman named Michael Slaby, um, who worked at Edelman, uh, who helped Barack Obama get elected twice, was the essentially the CTO of, of the uh, election team. Obama.com. Uh, but yeah, Exactly. And I I, I asked him for advice before I took the plunge, uh, because he's one of those voices that is absolutely clear. Um, And he said, Jace, there's no way that the big banks are going to move this direction because the credit card companies own them.
0: So you have... uh Tell us a little bit about what your numbers are today. Since you're a publicly traded company, it's all going to be above board. But what, what is it? Uh, how many terminals, beacons do you have out there? A little bit, number of transactions? Sure. Something like, just to understand a little bit the scope of what you're up to already.
1: So partnered with NetClearance, NetClearance uh, is the beacon provider and has some software there. And then uh, on the side of iFan, we've made an arrangement to do the financing, funding, expansions, you know, throughput, everything that's necessary to grow a hardware startup, which is completely different than a software startup because you have manufacturing costs, distribution costs, all this stuff. So wonderfully now at NetClearance, about 30,000-plus beacons are in, in field right now in Denmark, going into Norway, Sweden, Finland, Germany, Spain, Mexico, the Philippines. Like All of these countries are coming on board. And... I have permission with Nick Lawrence, with my business partner, David, to actually use the wallet that, I, that we built at iFan, and we have a unified offering at PayEx and so we're growing into all of those countries. All
0: right. so you're, you, you know the idea of selling to a country, yeah. uh, you go see that when there's a king, it's easier, but yeah. for the rest, how, how do you sell into a city or to a country? What What is the avenue as a sales yeah. guy? Do you, how do you do that?
1: So we go to the existing presidency, we go to the ministers of finance, and we say, look, in your country, you do an XYZ GDP, right? Let's look at your merchant processing transactions as a company right now. Let's just take that one sector and look at the money that's leaving your country. Now, if we could actually turn that money back into the country,
0: so these are these are typically, i.e., for vendors that are non-native. So, a vendor like a, a Starbucks yes. in Denmark. Yep. They aren't resident there. So the money that's going through the till at Starbucks yeah. is going back to Starbucks in Seattle.
1: Right. So, if, if so like one of our clients, uh, oddly enough, is Starbucks over there in Denmark, and then also in, uh, we have McDonald's as well. Um, so, in this initiative with Danske Bank, they are growing their own PL. They're taking the merchant processing and putting it on their PL. But at PEX, that's not my goal. My goal is to actually get the money back to the merchants and grow them. So we share our benefits mm-hmm. of profits and right. margins on municipalities and citywide industries. We're looking right now at working with the city of Atlanta and the airport uh, at Atlanta, uh, Jackson-Hartfield, I think it is, or Hartfield-Jackson, right. I forget. Right. But it's the world's largest airport, and I, it doesn't, I mean, you wouldn't think that Atlanta would have that. But we have the ability to work with all the merchants, with all the vendors, and with the city the wallet is white labelable. The beacons are white labelable, and so we put everything with somebody else's brand on. It. We just say, hey, we're powered by PayX underneath mm-hmm. it. But we take that margin. See, we, we, with our master program managers, we can control how the money flows, mm-hmm. and so we look at those margins as all in, right? Mm-hmm. It's not interchange plus or tiered uh, interchange. We don't we don't work with those constraints. We say to them, look, if you're doing five billion dollars uh, a year in, in transactions or something like that, how would you like to have a couple hundred million go back to your city? Mm-hmm. Now, we start looking at ways that we can prevent the homeless, hunger, uneducation. In, in, or, well, watch. We, we, we find ourselves in, in, in manners and ways that we can actually heal solutions that we're not really a- attempting to heal. When you go into a, a city, like you were saying before, or a
0: country, yeah. how how important is that component of the... Opposition in getting their attention, and in other words, it's sort of there's a little bit of a heartstring element to it because you're actually you know improving people's lives. Uh, there's, but you know, oftentimes you're up against someone who's you know hyper efficient, hyper effective, mm-hmm. right? That's nice to have, but not mm-hmm. necessary. When you go in, is that something that really resonates and, and is a part of how you get in, or uh, tell me about
1: that? Right. So it, it, when it comes down to it it, it, it always always comes down to what's in it for me, right? So the city wants to know, you know, how much is it going to cost, how fast how fast is it going to go? How, right. how long is it going to take? Et cetera, et cetera. Because
0: yeah, they have to go back to their people who are voting for them in to say, "Listen, that's their they're their owners."
1: Exactly. So when you showed the city that you can actually take the merchant process and turn it back into them and share the profit line with them, it immediately gets the ears up. But you know, my dad, James Edward Applin, you know, quiet welchman, quiet Lutheran, he he raised me to actually do things that matter, right? Change things, don't just talk about it. You know, he he, he hardwired me to run to the fire, not run from it, right? So every, every night he would pray, you know, bless the sick and afflicted, bless those who are less fortunate. And, and that, you know, that's not my mantra from, from a, a faith-based belief, but that is my human social contract. Mm. Do things that really help people. Mm. I mean, I'm 46 now, and I'm in the midst of really feeling those moments in which uh, time is actually palpable, right? Mm. And that happens when you get older. But when you do something that's right, and it's ubiquitously right, and there's no finger that can be pointed in the room, no is not a part of the vocabulary.
0: Well, so that that inhabits you, and that's why I yeah. was gravitated towards, yeah. The, yeah. towards you. You know, that that, that missionariness, in a sense, yeah. is probably the more powerful thing, because you can see it in you, yeah. rather than just the words that are coming out, yeah. you feel the energy that's behind oh, yeah.
1: you. Yeah, and, and you know, that's... When, when you are living with the purpose that you're supposed to be, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone can actually, uh, you, you know, you can emote mm-hmm. that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, if, and if you're naturally a passionate person or if you're a focused person, at the, if you don't feel the passion, you can emote the correct leadership necessary to evict a change.
0: All right, so here you are disrupting. You're disintermediating, as the classic word is, and and uh, so let's uh, give us a little bit of a, an insight as to who are the people who are being disintermediated. So it's very clear for the people. Oh
1: Merchant processors, yeah. Right, so, so these so
0: are big. These are big players. Yeah, they're not quite multi, as
1: visible. No, they're multi multi billion dollar companies. You know, we're talking about stuff like First Data. We're talking about stuff like uh, WorldPay. I mean, these guys, they they basically are well-oiled machines that participate and have, in some instances, created the rail of merchant processing. So, you know, you've got your issuing, acquiring, you've got your terminals, you've got your settlements, you have your interchange, interchange plus tier, you have volume, Mm -hmm. you have risk assessment, you have returns. I mean, this whole entire nuance of of 20 fingers before you reach the cake, you know? Mm -hmm. And so...
0: It's like a lot of small print. It
1: is. It so is. And they've built their castles upon that. Yeah. And merchants want to do one thing, and that is they want to succeed. Every single person starts their day in the morning and say, today I'm going to earn a little cash, I'm going to do things well, I'm going to be respected and, and, and do things correctly. And, and, and then you, you have these companies that, that have created this process, right?
0: Well, I suspect we all want to succeed, but I guess it's sort of ethically, what are they trying to do to make the world better is okay. the question, right?
1: Yeah, so in merchant processing, there's always a 30% churn in any book. Mm-hmm. So you have ISOs, super ISOs, you have you know 10,000 plus you know, merchants in every, you know, every month or so, you're always seeing turn and churn because it's, it's, a, it's a price negative battle, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to see if they can knock down the next guy. They're, oh, I'll save Seriously? you 10 more cents and I'll 10, save you 20 cents there. I'll save you 40 cents there. And it's just kind of a, it's just, just a rude pissing match when it gets down to what are you really doing for them?
0: Right. All right. So you have an all-in approach yeah. uh, as opposed to what I understand is typically a more sort of segmented a la carte type right. of pricing right. where you have all these different options and all that. Right. You said 2.5 earlier. Uh, I, I often go into stores and I say, listen, I got my Amex. Oh, we don't take Amex right. here because it's too expensive because right. they don't feel, obviously, the benefit on their yeah. side. Give us a little bit of a, um, a feeling as to how that story goes for you with your 2.5.
1: Right. So we look at our loyalty program. When we work with companies that already have like a loyalty program in place or they want to have a loyalty program established, you can have that turnkey with us. And so we'll take credit cards, debit cards, checking accounts, saving accounts, from anywhere in the world. And you can actually fund the wallet, which is our transactional you know, interface between that, which is a loyalty card for someone if they wish. And in a, in a transmission process, very similar to some of our competitors, but we actually have... The ability to control those rates, and we give the rates lower than what interchange plus, and then the all-in fees would be for a standard transaction. Almost eighty to ninety percent of the time, we can beat their all-in rates. I see. Yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned you have eighty currencies or yeah. eighty currencies you're yeah. working with. Why eighty? And is that is that relevant when you go to Denmark or to France or whomever? Big time.
1: Yeah, it really is. So if you look at Google Wallet and Apple Wallet, if you look at Samsung Pay, and you look at all these others, which are uh, you know the behemoths of the industry, right? I don't see FDIC insurance on any of them. Right? So what happens to a, current, uh, a company that's a wallet or a financial you know, part of your existence? What happens when that company goes upside down or belly up or they go sideways or they're acquired or a financial transaction doesn't work out? Promises you know, go out the window. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, sorry, we lost your money. You know? um, I, 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 look at, I look at the way that, that Chris and, and Steve built and started this. You know, they built it with safety in mind to protect the individual. We don't, we don't think of things like little people or the small guy. We don't use words like that because we're humans, right? We look at ways to protect people, not in our own backyard. And that's why 80 currencies is important, because we want to help everyone. Mm. We're not about just America. We're not about just Canada. And Canada's lovely, by the way. but For sure. Yeah, but when, when people travel and they use... For sure, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when we look at people as they travel the earth, right... If you have our wallet and you have our MasterCard program, which can be white-labeled and branded to your company or whatever, you can pay your payroll with the darn thing, right? So when you travel, our terminals from that Clearance and others, they're getting caught up to the beacon payment system, right? Or the tokenized Mm -hmm. payment system. Excuse me is a better way of saying it. So you can take and load up your wallet here in America. You can travel to Europe. And when you're in Europe, that phone will say, because of its geolocation, it's Mm -hmm. that long, Mm -hmm. where am I? oh, well, now we can use the euro, or we can you know, use another currency of a, of a, of a country you go to. Because why create something just for your own backyard?
0: Right, so if I, if I take the case of Uber, right. so I go around the world, and I go into uh, a, a new city, a new yep. currency, I can pay with my existing credit cards that are already in there. Yep. However, uh, I will pay the transaction of a... I know I have a, have a foreign exchange cost... Yep. Does your system provide a benefit on top of that as opposed to the Uber? Because, I mean, it sounds like, you know, for me as a user, Uber does that for me. Right. How, how does your system offer differently?
1: So, because we're a bank and because we've created a, a program, Mobily that allows you to do international remittance, the transaction occurs inside the wallet for you. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing with, like, MoneyGram or Western Union or those other, you know, current uh, you know, fund transfer places. In some instances, when we get behind certain organizations, large-scale organizations, the prices go really, really low. And we create the solution for them that is that international money changer. Mm-hmm. Um, with our deposits here in the States, we have money transfer licenses in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our deposits globally and relationships globally... That can be done there too.
0: All right, so you guys are doing processing of transactions, yep. and there's a mobile wallet, and and you can be a bank. Yes. So if I Minter wants to open up a bank yep. account, mm-hmm. I can do that with you.
1: It, it, if your background's squeaky clean uh-oh. and you pass and you pass, you know, due diligence, you can actually white label the entire program for yourself and do everything under your brand.
0: So you mean I can have Minter Dial
1: Bank? That's it.
0: Wow. All right. So, th- uh, so are you aiming for consumers
1: or businesses? Uh, top down. Always top-down for us. So we're, we're, we are in the process right now of acquiring banks. We're in the process of acquiring ISOs, uh, independent sales organizations that usually run merchant processing. So we go from the top-down with an acquisitional strategy. We are in the process of, of partnering with governments, municipalities, cities, etc. And the second that we have one done here in the States and we prove the case, which is going to be you know presented later on uh, next month, actually, in Atlanta, uh, with the mayor over there, once we spin one up here in the states, then the other cities will get wind of it. And so, it's always a top down for us. Uh, what we don't want to do is is the process of a bottom up, right? So Apple Pay was bottom up
2: mm-hmm.
1: through all of their through through the iTunes account, mm-hmm. and then you know obviously Square saw the opportunity to do something significant, and they went for the Starbucks deal, which I you know is is a, a, a PR victory, but. What's the net net of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, have, I, have, I hear horror stories all the time of Square People merchants that uh, either, A, open up an account and they process too much money and they get shut down immediately, or they have one return or two or three or five returns and they're shut down immediately. So the account is closed, mm-hmm. right? We created programs that are called closed-loop programs which enable people, businesses, even, you know, internet gambling. Internet gaming, mm-hmm. fantasy sports, mm-hmm. right? All of those things that, that make lawyers froth at the mouth because they want to get some of that money, right? Mm-hmm. Our closed loop accounts allow that to occur, that transaction to occur in acceptable states or you know domesticity. So you, you know you can't you can't just run touch and it, yeah, yeah 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 we're not going to play that VPN game yeah, exactly yeah and we're not going to do it. Also, we have a rule: if it doesn't have an SIC code, we're not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. So all of our friends in the cannabis industries, right. sorry, Oops. yep, can't help you now, um, but. Um, You know, I mean, think about all of the industries that really truly are at the mercy of a bank or of a merchant processor that slide the numbers all over the place and tell them you're going to now pay this. And You know, there are these agreements where they say you're going to have to pay additional monies now because we have the small fine print that says we have the right to change the rates whenever we want to. I mean, think about that. That's just bullshit. So
0: as you go forward... um what are going to be the biggest challenges for you to build PayX?
1: Mm. Time.
0: As in the amount of time you have, or right. it's right. going to just take time to.
1: <laughs> no, so what does it Unpack that one. Yeah, so when we look at our, our go to market strategy, we always look for the partnerships, right? We look for competent project managers right guys and gals that have been in the industry that know that there's a dis- uh, d- there's going to be some disruption coming right. Every- yes so it's funny everybody knows that isos are going to be dead soon i mean the rumblings are all all about right now right
0: so, give us an example of some of these. Which what okay, kinds so, of
1: companies? I mean, so when you take a look at what Google and Apple and Samsung are doing with their wallet strategy and how far and how fast they're moving into it, and they look at proximity marketing and they look at ways to do that, you know, that's that's the bell ring, right? Mm-hmm. That says, guess what? There's not going to be a middleman in time. Mm-hmm. Denmark was the first to fire the cannon and actually go, um, and they're brilliant for it. God God bless them. They're smart people up there. Mm-hmm. They just said, that's it. You know, we're done. We're, we're not going to carry cash anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an ID in our phone, maybe a credit card if we need to do that. And they have that. Um, and so when you start thinking about what that does to an industry, you know, everybody sits here quietly in the States and, and says, eh, you know, it's not going to be here yet. We're on the EMV problem right now. Well, they've had that for 15 years. So if you're looking for innovation... Go to a small Scandinavian country. I mean, they rage over there with independence, and, and they just get out of their own way. So,
0: um, Jason, I, have, uh, I wanted to just close off on one yeah. last question, because in the end of the day, um, we're in a fast-moving world. It's fintech, it's yeah. exciting, there's financing. Yeah. Are, how far away are we from having a, a cashless society, in your mind? And where, where would we start uh, to have that happen in reality?
1: Right. So on planet Earth, it's called Denmark. It's Norway, Sweden, Finland. They're coming. Germany, Spain. You know, that's over there. Well, in still, America. There's this
0: currency oh, still. Yeah, yeah. So there's still currency transactions. Yeah. I was yeah, there. Yeah. I use my kroners and all that. Yeah. But when, when is that going to absolutely disappear? Or is that never going to happen in your mind?
1: Uh so currencies in general disappearing? It cash? Oh, in cash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Notes, yeah. yeah. So that. they've they've got an initiative in which they're no longer going to exchange it by the end of this year. So it's all digital. Uh, it's either card or digital, and and most people already, you know, they're in a mindset of they don't really carry cash, but you know, that's that's just that's just old school comfort, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was born in 1920. If you can't touch it, you can't spend yeah, uh, it. Right yeah, Under my bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, for Europe, northern Europe especially, uh, I think the next three years are really going to shake things up. Mm-hmm. It's my job here in the States to build as many relationships as possible and build the success of what I've learned here in the States, mm-hmm. but then share it globally. Right. And so we are engaging uh, with the mobile wallet and with the Beacon system you know all of the countries i've mentioned before but in 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 the united states i'd say in the next three to five years um we're either going to get it done or we're going to get really really acquired and be bought out but i've i've you know i i'm only one of multiple voices on that board of directors for the bank so but we've we've got the fire we've we know the we know the rules and uh We're here to play.
0: It's an exciting place, Jason. Thanks for coming on the show. And look forward to staying in touch with us, finding out what's going on with PayX. Thank you very much. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y. Where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs' Painted Fingers.
2: Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way To rid me of the gray And heal me with all your imperfections That you mention in your lack of self-secure Show